What's going on, everybody? It's your boy HD, and you guys are tuning in to episode eight of the Let's Talk Tech podcast. Today we have with us none other than Rachel Marks, Psycho CEO, Cybertech Bay, all the hashtags you see. Mm-hmm. You got her here. Um, you know, let's give her a round of applause. Hey, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be on your show. No, it's a pleasure having you. And guys, if you're tuned in right now, please make sure you hit that like button, hit the thumbs up and share it so we can get all this, all these gems we're about to drop for y'all. We can get that on YouTube. And if you're listening on the podcast, make sure you subscribe and share it to your closest friends that are interested in tech. But um, yeah, so let's get the ball rolling here. So let's go a little bit so that the audience can pretty much get a feel for you. Um, can you give us a little insight on your background and how you became to be who you are now? Sure. Um, so I used to be a personal trainer. Um, so I really enjoy fitness and things like that. And um, when I actually moved to Japan, I was affiliated with the military. I moved to Japan and I made friends with people who were in the military, but they were um, technical. They had technical backgrounds and things of that sort. And, you know, they just told me more about the field and I just had a curiosity about it. And I was just like, okay, this seems interesting. I wonder if I can do it. So, you know, they told me, you know, the the certain kind of certs to get and things like that. And I got my first certification, CompTIA Security Plus, and that's what has led me to me starting my career, my IT career in um, IT support, then leading on to security engineering, and yeah, so that's a little bit of my story. Nice, nice. Similar, I think a lot of us have similar backgrounds. I know for me, I mean, I did undergrad, and I met someone that was in the military, in the DOD system, was familiar with all the certifications, like, yeah, you need to get your Security Plus, and that's pretty much what I did. I mean, granted, I didn't really have a path after that, but this isn't about me today. Um, I believe I saw it in your bio. Don't get you know, don't get me if I uh, get this wrong, but I believe you're Nigerian. No, I'm Jamaican. Jamaican. See, my bad. I was looking at the flag. I love Nigerian food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, you were were you born in Jamaica? Yeah, born and raised in Jamaica. Any siblings? Yeah, I have a brother and a sister. I'm the youngest. Um, I bet you were the spoiled one, too. Huh? So I bet you were also the one that was the most spoiled. I don't know. I think I was maybe the most independent, honestly. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anything else interesting, maybe from, like, your childhood or... Or anything that you want to fill us in on? So on the side, I'm secretly a recording artist. Single coming out soon. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, cool. Cool. You have to uh, let me hear that. I'm a, I call myself a retired drummer. So perform a band, a cyber band. (laughs) That would be nice. I mean, if I could make some clones of me, I could definitely do Get some other things done. Um, so I think you mentioned that yeah, either your family was like a military family, right? Yeah. 
Okay. So did you move around a lot as a, as a, as a younger kid uh, or like in your adolescence, like your teen years? Um, so quick question. This isn't live, right? No, it's not live. Okay. So you can do editing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's, let's re-ask that question. Cause it's like a, personal thing and i don't really want to put that there you know what i'm saying yeah yeah um well how would you like me to frame it it was just more so because my question was what's going to go into like where did you do like how was high school but i asked that because i was going to lead into like i guess like high school after so i was trying to see like did you move around a lot or were you at one high school or you know yeah well i did move around a lot but it's not because of the military i was actually married into the military but that's like yeah so i was teaching in japan so okay. I could say that I could say I was teaching in Japan, um, international preschool. So, yeah. In high school, you were? No, not in high school. So okay, right okay. before I got my security plus and everything, that's when, you know, I was affiliated with the military. I was working as a teacher. Got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. Yeah, I'll cut that out. That's my fault. I have, I have. <laughs> like, let me let me show you. You know, so you don't think I'm I got some work stuff going on on here. Work phone and business phone. So that's why I was checking it earlier. I'm just trying to make sure that I'm telling me to do some BS crap right now. Um, so yeah, we can we can scrap that whole thing. And um, what I'll do is go to this question because I skipped it anyway. Okay. So I'll go into saying, so when you were a child, what did you want to do? Or a child or kid, I guess, same, same thing. Um, growing up, I always thought that I would be um, a teacher. Uh, my mom's an educator, and I really love um, teaching. I love kids. I was also a preschool teacher in Japan, and um, that's how I kind of got affiliated with the military um, aspect of just like tech and things like that. But um, I thought it would be teaching. And I think it I've actually trickled that into um, tech um, right now as my company does cybersecurity awareness training, um, just educating users on how to better secure themselves online. So I think I'm kind of still doing that. But growing up, I just thought, oh, teacher, that's it. Um, English, something in the arts. Um, but yeah. Great, great, great. Um so that's interesting that you did bring up a teaching again, especially in Japan. Can you speak Japanese? Hi. Konnichiwa. Genki desu ka? I kind of lost it, but yeah, that's, that's, that means hi. How are you? Um, yeah. Now, I asked that because I'm a big anime fan. And uh, oh. one day I want to be able to watch anime and I don't have to read the subtitles. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love like, I don't know. It's some, I feel like it's one of the more interesting languages because just how it sounds like i prefer to watch my anime in japanese over english just because i just like how the actors sound oh, it seems like they take yeah. it a little bit more serious right but that's cool um so you were a teacher and i'm so i'm assuming in high school that was something you already knew did you do anything extracurricular when you were in high school yeah, I was very involved in um, chorus, show choir, um, drama. Um, like I said, the arts, I was, I'm big into that, still am. But um, yeah, so that's what I did. 
and even just some um, anything with music, honestly. So that was my nice. main thing in high school nice. and elementary school and just from yay high. <laughs> and was that also something that translated over into college? Like, were you like majoring in, in teaching and then decided to minor in music? Yeah, so my first major was um, education, childhood education. And um, over the time, I would, you know, the same story, we switch our majors because we don't really know what to do, mm-hmm. like that. But um, I think that shift happened um, of me changing my major was when I did move to Japan and I saw that, okay, there's a lot of opportunities in this and it's very interesting. It's um, challenging and the field is always, you know, there's always something new. And I also like challenges. I like to um, continue to learn and things like that. So I just saw it as a great opportunity to be a part of. And um, yeah. Cool. That's perfect. And one of the questions I was going to ask you, so, this was all happening while you went to the University of Maryland? Yeah, so I did. That's not my first um, school that I went to. Cause okay. I told you I was moving around, so I took about a year and a half break um, from school, and that's when I actually found that love for technology, me just experiencing more of the world and experiencing um, just different fields. Um, that's when I decided, okay, this is what I want to do. I'm going to stick with it now and go in it full effect. So, um, yeah. Okay. Cool deal. Um, so that wasn't the first school. So what was the school that did lead you into tech? Is that the the, the current situation yeah. right now? Yeah. University of Maryland, University College. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about your experience so far there. Okay. Um, so UMGC, it is a military-based um, university. So it's for people who are, you know, traveling often. So my schooling is online-based. And, um, yeah, so my experience so far, it is, honestly, it can be a lot because the courses are condensed. So with it being condensed to like eight weeks, there's so much information, you know, that they're throwing out at you and it's, it's very important to retain it and things like that. So I would say it's a lot more challenging from the other schools that I've been to, but um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like you guys are pretty much on the quarter system. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I did undergrad. It is. I feel you. It's, it's definitely hard. It's a lot taking a semester's worth of info in, and like a less amount of weeks and longer classes. Well, my stuff was in person, so it was longer because you have to actually go to class. Now I know it's a little bit way more flexible with online classes, but um, you would learn something off of one quarter, then forget the next. That yeah, um, I feel your pain. Uh, so saying all that, how many women are in the program? Is it a, a, uh, a good amount of you or what would you say? I would say, I would say that 
it's a good mix. I mean, from my interactions with like doing groups, um, group assignments and things like that, there was a equal amount of women um, in the course, in the courses that I took. Um, but yeah. Okay, cool, cool. And so I did a course, you know, scavenge your your LinkedIn just to see what I could find. And I saw that one of your first internships was an IT specialist. And I believe that had to do with the Navy. Yes, correct. Which is ironic because before I like knew your whole background, I actually was going to ask you, like, were you in the, the military? Just because I saw that because I was like, it's not common for civilians to do uh, those roles unless they like did it as like a subcontractor kind of like how it was for the TSA but for something that's like in a I guess a branch it's a little different so um how was that um I really think it was a unique opportunity um for me because as I said I was um friends with people who were contractors and also in the military so you know, they had a lot of um, say in the department. And, you know, I got my certification to show that, you know, I really do want to do this. And going in there, I thought it was, it was really good because it was such a diverse crowd. Like the people who I was shadowing, they were actually um, contractors from Japan. So, you know, there were Japanese, there were, you know, people from just different areas, all walks of life. And, um, it was really interesting just being able to learn and grow from these people, you know, in the different backgrounds and things like that. But um, I would say that it was definitely life changing. And that's what kickstarted me to actually, you know, come back to the States and get my first job, you know, in IT support. And um, yeah. Let me give you some gunshots for that. <laughs> I feel like a real podcast, you know, that I did that. <laughs> um, shout out to Joe Budden. But anyways, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I remember that was that one. And then the next one, I believe I seen you did two. It was like a system support role and a software role. And I like that you do have a unique background. I mean, of course, you know, I didn't even know about the teaching aspect. And I might circle back to some of that later on. But what were the differences or let's start, let's first things first. Let's go with the first one. Let's start off with the system support. What was different between that and the IT specialist role? Was that like more remote work over the phone or yeah. hands-on? How was that? So yeah, my my um, first IT system support job, um, it was remote. So everything was just like through, you know, remote, oh, remote it was remotely done. So it would be through like phone, phone calls, things like that. And then I would remote into their computers, their back office um, computers and things like that, as well as like their digital menu board. So I worked with a restaurant information systems um, company where they support stores like Chick-fil-A, Burger King, Crystals. So we would be that IT support for the stores. And um, I found it, Sometimes it would be kind of hectic, right? Because, you know, they would be frustrated, like, oh, man, 
we can't take credit cards, our POS systems are down, things, things like that. We would have to be able to troubleshoot with them over the phone while they're frustrated, things like that. So um, in that aspect, I think even though it was technical, it was also being able to communicate and, you know, have those soft skills to be patient towards them in a way that would be like, okay, you know, I understand what you're saying. Let me go ahead and do it. Things like that. So, um, yeah, it was definitely a lot more communicative. Whereas at um, the Naval Hospital, I would go to different clinics along the island because I was in Okinawa, Japan, which is an island. And we were based, I was at the hospital, but we had branches of like different clinics that we would go to and, you know, support and things like that. So definitely a lot more hands-on there. But um, yeah, so it's it was different, but good. Nice. Um, you mentioned a big thing. Uh, those communications and soft skills are two of the bigger things that are really being missed when people come into cybersecurity, which right. we'll probably go in on more. But that's why I like people who didn't, it's not going against them, but I like people that probably came from a support background because normally they are very good at communicating. They understand how important communication is, whether they did something big, help desk related, or it was something small, they get it. And one of the other skills it taught you is um, like emotional intelligence because a lot of times those people called in, they really weren't, you know, if they're frustrated, but they weren't frustrated at you. People right. are frustrated. They're like, they have an issue that they couldn't right. resolve on their own. Now they got to call you. And it showed you how to de-escalate stuff over the phone and ask the right questions to get it solved. And believe me, everybody watching this, you listening, that's something you need to have when you're in cyber, knowing how to ask the right questions, knowing how to figure out how to ask the right questions is uh, something that's really undervalued that, you know, you won't really respect until you probably have a little bit more experience and you see people coming in that aren't there yet. And so that's cool that you got experience with that. And the, what was the software position? I wish I would have put these names down on this, these questions, but what was the software position? It was like yeah. software engineer, right? Yeah. Software configure software configuration analyst. So yeah. I was at um, NCR, a bigger corporation. I think, if I think it, I've heard them before. Yeah, in any store you go to, you'll see that POS system, NCR, like pretty much anywhere, restaurant, um, retail stores, things like that. So, again, I was working with the restaurant information system. So if a store was doing their grand opening before they open, I would make sure all their devices are configured, um, make sure that it's running smoothly um, before they open up um, live. So they would give me all the you know, the configuration settings or just information that needs to be inputted in these systems. And um, yeah, so that's what I did there. Okay. That's cool. Um, was it more or less of the same thing far as like your experience for interacting with people or did you have to interact less with people? I actually interacted less with people. Like I didn't have to interact with anyone. I was just, okay, we have a store. They gave us a document and then we're just doing our own thing. Um, the only time when we would have to speak with someone, it would just be like the district manager or if there's like something wrong with maybe the pricing or a setting or things like that, um, they would reach out to us. And um, yeah. yeah. Just a side note. 
can you uh fix your camera a little bit only because i want everybody to see your shirt because I, I actually plan on buying one of these shirts you know yeah Breach and <laughs> we're gonna talk about some breaches because we just had some big ones but right. cool so now we're finally getting into the stretch where you finally you know got got one of the roles that you're aiming for since you decided to you want to go security route and so let's talk about that role with uh well first i'm gonna pause it right here is it cool if i if i say who you work for you did you sign anything that say you can't tell them that you work with them or? no no that's fine you can say okay cool let's talk about your role with equifax and um that was security operations engineer if i'm not mistaken Right. And, you know, before you tell me about it, I want to try to see if I can guess it. Was like, was that like a hybrid SOC type of role or were you like behind? Because I don't see security operations engineer a lot. I only just see like uh, security engineer. Or I see SOC analyst. So I don't see that. Yeah. Those terms intertwine a lot. So, you know what? I try to take a stab at it. I can guess. I'll let you tell me about yeah. that. So with that position, it was mostly, I would say hybrid, but mostly um, we didn't really do much of like incident response or things like that. We would just make sure that um, the systems are operational. Um, so we um, just controlled the endpoint protection um, of the um, company. So with that, there was a lot of um, job duties that I had, but my main Which, one. Um, endpoint protection, were you guys using, if you don't mind me asking? FireEye, and we had. Okay. Yeah. And. Um, so you were a platform engineer then, but they called a security operations engineer. Yeah. I mean, the, gotcha. so I had so many roles in in that position, honestly. But um, my main my main thing was actually security assurance as well. So okay. making sure that all the business units within the company are in compliance with the security posture. So um, going by like the NIST framework and things like that. So I would help, um, you know, coordinate and speak with the leaders, all the information security officers within different business units and letting them know of the security posture um, dashboard. It's an um, initiative that we were doing and just making sure that they were, um, in tune with it, knew what that entailed, things like that. And um, yeah. Nice. Um, so I'll say, let me see, the first thing I wanted to get to is, that's pretty cool. So technically a realm of your job was not only maintaining platforms, but also, could I say vulnerability management? Yeah. Okay. And vulnerability management compliance, uh, you know, you name it. And the next thing is, I can't remember when it was, but were so were you working for Equifax when the breach happened? No. Okay. That was so, mm -hmm. okay. So I bet like if they had all these different type of things, like you guys really got to make sure you do. I actually need to research that some more. I'm doing, uh, currently writing a blog about like working in the socket, mm -hmm. how people, you know, slide it, but it's actually like one of the, I say more important because everything is just as important as the other, but it's one of the things to where if you don't have a good one, it could be the difference between you paying, you know, five to $10 million to paying no money. So um, that'll be coming out maybe Monday, maybe Monday. 
So <laughs> I've been researching some breaches. I'm just saying like, hey, they had a good sock. They were in the pad. And uh, kind of I recently brought up what the two was the, the coastline breach with the hackers had to pay the or the ransomware attackers had them pay um I think, I think like five million dollars, which was I think like 75 bitcoins. Mm-hmm. And then I brought up like the breach from Target in 2013. I used to work at Target. So I remember firsthand how people were coming in the store scared to swipe their cards um, oh, wow, because yeah. that breach happened. Mm-hmm. And that's what I don't think people think of the implications because you also run into people who don't take these jobs seriously enough because they just like, oh, it's whatever, not understanding. Like, if you don't do your job right, it's a possibility I was getting fired. Yeah. And I, I don't like people like that. I don't like people like that on my team. I like to have fun, but do your job right. And we can have as much fun as possible. Um, but, no, enough about that. plays into the, a bigger part of the company, right? It's just like, oh, it's just an everyday job. But in actuality, no, it, it's a big part of just how the company will be run and things like that. Like Sometimes we just don't know the importance of our job. So, um, yeah important it's very impactful so we just have to be cautious of that and then with that us knowing that we have this kind of bigger responsibility saying man i have this impact i want to make sure that i'm continuing you know being able to continue that like security of the company that i'm working for so it's very yeah vital definitely and is um you know it's always the small things. Mm-hmm. It's always the small things that come back and bite you in the butt. And it's it's crazy. I, I mean, I can't say too much, but I'm currently, this is like, well, I can't say it on it's my podcast. I don't care. <laughs> but literally, breach I, won't, I mean, yeah, I'm not breaching anything because I'm not saying what happened. But currently right now, currently right now, work, I am, what's well, already happened. So, I mean, I think they passed it up. But now the investigation part, like you have the instant response and, you know, we have a client. So we're doing our own investigation and I'm a tier two lead. And so I had to investigate things that my analysts missed. Really, I didn't have to investigate them because when I first saw everything, I knew exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. They didn't do their job. Um, it, it really come down like that. But I hate that you have to literally go in and do this. Like I literally had to probably do a whole bunch of notes for for one alert that somebody could have did that they missed. Because I always preach to my guys. I've been on this with them for like three years. And I've been telling the I've been telling the importance of documentation and great notes. And even if you're wrong, at least if you documented what you did, I can I can vouch for you. Say, hey, they just didn't get it, but they tried. They put all this in there. So they did some stuff. But if you don't just do nothing, hey man, take the air out of love. It's over, brother. Can come back and bite you. That's very true. You know, enough about that because I'm I'm still kind of hot about that. That's just been having me so busy. Honestly, I'm like, man. Um, let's see. But moving on from that, I see that you were. How did so? How did you end up going back like the IT route after the Equifax job to um, Home Depot? Like, how did that? How did that happen? Well. You know, COVID happened and I don't, it's more on the personal family side thing. So I, okay, okay. Yeah. 
decided to just take a break for some time and just, you know, find, get back on and just get back to like solid ground in a sense, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big believer on just um, balance and as well as just knowing when it is, it is a time to do certain things or time to just be like, okay, hold on. I had to, you know, do some recollecting things like that. And um, yeah, so mm-hmm. that's it. Is it and, I, and I'm not, and this is not delving into personal matters, um, you know, that's what it is. But did some of this have to do with that company as a whole? Not, I, um, not Home Depot, but Equifax, they have some stuff that kind of didn't have you, didn't sit right with you where you was like, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. It's, that was kind of like one of the decisions. There's some decisions I made based on just working there. So, yeah. yeah. Totally understandable. I mean, look, trust me, I, I got a long list of me, office politics and stuff I did. So, you know, I'm a big proponent of like, you know, do what's best for you. Forget these jobs. You're just a requisition number anyway, a workday or whatever system they use, Multipro or <laughs> something. So I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm with it. I just, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um that, you know, you kind of went back to the IT route. Because uh, I thought at first, and this is just me just, this is just me just thinking too deep on it. Well, at first, not deep, but surface level. I was like, well, I'm gonna maybe like her, I can't remember, that wasn't, that was an actual full-fledged position. That wasn't an internship, right? Yeah, no, no. This is okay. A, so, yeah, I was like, you know, I've been laid off before. So I was like, well, maybe they did some layoffs or something. You know, she just wanted to try to do a new route and try something else. So that's what one of my first initial things was only because of it was a stark difference from security route going back into IT coordinator, which really in general, being an IT coordinator has a lot of security components in it anyways. It's really just a title, but you know, that's that's how I look at it when I when I deal with um, the people that come talk to me. I kind of let them know that you've actually been doing a lot of security related things, you just don't know it. Right, that's very true, yeah. But how has that been? Um, I believe you're currently there now, right? Yeah, I am there. And honestly, I, I love it. I love the culture. I love what I'm doing because, again, I like challenges. And I think what I'm doing now is completely new, different from what I've done in the past. So I think it's only helping me grow and develop just even that security mindfulness, right? Um, being in a distribution center, a supply chain um, management um, area or position, I see, as they say, they say supply chain is one of the weakest links in a company. And seeing just how things are done in that environment, it kind of opens my eye, open my eyes and, um, yeah, so it's very interesting. Um, a lot more technical than some of my other positions, and um, and I also think it's just a way to grow and see how it is from that point of view. And then when I transfer into my next position with the Home Depot, um, you know, I'll be able to see the different perspectives and be able to use that to further, you know, secure the company. Yeah, speaking, yeah, and this is random because I, when you said Home Depot, I just thought about it. I had last year one of my clients, family from YouTube, 
I need to reach back out to him. But he was um he's trying to I think he's trying to transition into like the cloud and he's been doing uh I think asset protection mm-hmm. at um Home Depot and he has a solution architect. So I was like, hmm, I wonder if I could probably connect y'all. Maybe you could okay. I don't know, help him out or something like that. So um I'm actually about that later on and maybe hopefully he'll see my email. Maybe I could help him out if he's still doing that. Uh, he's a he's a guy. And I only had one consultation with him, but I just love what he said when he was, you know, I don't I don't know if you're on Twitter or not, but, you know, the biggest thing is about, like, getting six figs and tech and stuff like that. And, um, he said something to me that I loved. And I was like, I will hire somebody like this in the interview. And he said, you know, hey, if I got to take, you know, a pay cut to set me up later. Hey, so be it. I just want this. I know what I want to do. And I was like, I was impressed with that because a lot of people aren't trying to do that, not understanding, like. Just put your work in, you know, and yeah, your possibilities will come, you know, limitless once you just put your work in. That's and that's what I try to tell everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely feel you on that because me coming from my last position, I'm like, man, you know, it is somewhat of a, you know, a pay cut. But I'm just like, no, but I'm growing, I'm learning, and this is not forever. I know where I'm going, so I don't need to be really worried about, you know, that in, of that aspect. So, I mean, it is what it is. Keep on moving. Keep on moving. You go. <laughs> hey, hey, that's facts, though. And so, you guys, remember, if you're still with me, you know, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Anyway, <laughs> I mentioned that she is the CEO of Psycho. And so now, the floor is yours, the CEO. So you kind of tell us what inspired you to do Psycho? Um, what are some of the things maybe Psycho is working on? Services you guys offer? And we'll just flow from there. Sure. So Psycho, our mission is to enhance security mindfulness. And um, our main focus is to spread that awareness in a engaging way to general users. Um, we have three audiences. We have general public, we have IT professionals, and we have organizations. And for each of these audiences, you kind of have to be able to speak in their lingo, right? Um, so they can kind of get it and see the importance importance um, of just security. And um, yeah, the reason why I created it was because I saw that there was a lack of understanding of what cybersecurity really is. When I was working, you know, at Equifax, um, people would be like, oh, what do you do? You know, are you just hacking stuff? You know, like they don't really understand, you know, just that cybersecurity has a lot to do with you too, right? You have a technology device, you make payments and all of that. It's all digital for the most part. So um, it really reaches all kinds of people. And I wanted to continue to spread that awareness um, as well as get other people who want to get into the industry, um, bring them in um, at Psycho to continue to spread that awareness as well. And, you know, we have a team of people from all over Nigeria, Kenya, India. And I think it's important that it become it's a global thing because technology is everywhere. That's how we're able to reach people. And, I just saw it as an opportunity to connect and to build the cybersecurity realm of awareness and also just inclusion. And um, 
right now we provide security training to um, general public users as well as organizations. And we are cooking up on a project soon, so that's coming. So if you want to subscribe to our, we have a psycho newsletter each week where we um, send emails about cyber resources, discounts, um, breaches, things that are happening in cybersecurity, um, things like that each week. So we do have that. And um, yeah, but big good things are coming to further just spread that awareness and get people included in taking action on securing themselves online. That's nice. That's uh, that's major. Maybe we could work something out. Because uh, I mean, currently I, I might do it. I'm working on a, a course of my own. Okay. Just because of, you know, personal, you know, people in your life, they get, you know, roused all the time. Like one time, one of my friends who's a nurse, mm-hmm. they got her, they, they got her in her account and they tricked her because they already knew enough information to where they were trying to log in and they act like they were Capital One and called her and was like, hey, what's that What's that code we just sent you or whatever? And she uh, just got off work, wasn't thinking, gave them a code. They got in, changed the password and did all this stuff. But the crazy thing is what I learned from that is like when that stuff happens to your account, it's kind of like, even though it's major for you, if it happened to you to them, they're like, okay, we're going to get on it. But it's like a regular alert to them. Because I was telling them, I was like, no, they definitely could figure out who did it because they have they have logs to figure out who logged into your account. Now, that person might be using a VPN or something like that, or they might have, you know, I don't, I mean, granted, on my end, I already know you can see all these field logons. Maybe they're, they've been trying for a while, and then they had enough information to hit, you know, the forgot password and change it. Um, wow. But that that was... That was one of the things and other signs of people just saying, yeah, they got me. They had the last four of my card and, you know, so I, I think I tweeted not too long ago. It's like, you know, everybody wants to learn how to use all these fancy tools and stuff like that. But you can have all that in your environment. But if you're, you know, your people are going to be like the weakest link. Like that's what you can't, you know, you can't make people different. Like they have to be educated. And I don't know the percentages. You probably know off the back of your hand, like, uh, the percentage of like how much cyber attacks can you know go down by having you know good security awareness training. Um, but it, it definitely does help. They're making it a lot more interactive for for different jobs, and um, people are becoming a little bit you know more knowledgeable. You know, they're quick to hit that phishing button and, and send it to the phishing team. So, but they they get they get very crafty with these things now, man. It's uh. It's very interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if I could do a lane for this for YouTubers because you know big YouTubers get hit up like this all the time, and they use a little bit unconventional methods to get into their account. Yeah, that has a lot to even go into like social engineering, just back to the human aspect. Um, that's definitely one of the key things, key like um, actors of just getting into you know maybe a company and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah, they have, I mean, nothing but time. Okay, I see that. Uh, thanks for telling me that too. Um, so what type of, what industries have you did, you know, your security awareness for? Um, education, 
that's, that's a the, big one. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, universities, and um, that's the main one right now. Really, because I feel like law offices, big or small, need you. I believe they don't. I have some friends that are like lawyers, and I know for a fact they don't aren't you know tech savvy, and I believe you know they could benefit from things like that. So, do you? How does your offering work? Do you come in and show them, or do you have like remote offerings where you like you guys already have like this course that you've created, and you know they have access to it that they do? How does it work? So it is remote offering. So it would be a pre-recorded um, content for them, as well as um, training. So taking quizzes based on the video content and things like that. And um, yeah, cool deal. That's uh, that's what's up. Um, we definitely need to to make sure I'm safe. I need to get a partner section. That way, I could just divvy that out to people I know. Um, and focus on some other things. Um, so you briefly earlier, I believe you said you spoke about transitioning to the new role. Um, can the podcast know what the new role is? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> when when you when are you gonna let the world know about the new role? In time, when the time's right. Okay, we, we respect that. Um, I'll be surprised if they start messaging you asking you uh, when the the new role is happening. Um, mm-hmm. But um, trying to see if, if if I have any more questions for you, or did you want something you want to ask me about, uh, and I can throw that in there as well. I know your your battery's running low. I'll cut this part out too, by the way. Uh, like twelve percent now. It's going. But um, oh, I never asked you what city you were in either. I am in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, Atlanta. A-Town? Is that is that the same? I don't even know. Yeah, I think they still say A-Town. ATL. ATL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I need to visit, actually. I heard it's um, pretty pleasant out there. Well, if you're a man. Nice, nice term. Yeah, it's pleasant. Especially with all that greenery back there. Are you in the city of Atlanta or are you in the outskirts? Metro. Outskirts. Okay. Yeah. I have a friend. Uh, he just moved from San Diego to, I think, the area not too long ago, about like a maybe like a year ago. Okay. I think he's liking it too. I mean, we're we're from Louisiana, so I mean, it's still it's probably you know more sped up than you know our slow town living where we come from, but okay. still technically the south. You're in Louisiana. Oh, Street Report. So that's Louisiana. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm from, but I'm I'm getting ready to move back to Dallas. Okay. Cool. Um, so I'm going uh, I'm gonna segue and wrap this back up for you. That way you can uh, read on your day. But so if the people I remember you you mentioned your newsletter, uh, can you tell us like where we could, you know, stay in contact with you and follow you know your moves or what you got going? Sure. So on Instagram for cyber tips, cyber insights, you can go to our Instagram at psychohub. Psycho is spelled C-Y-C-O hub, H-U-B, psychohub. 
Our website is called The Psycho. The Psycho. C-Y-C-O dot com. The Psycho. And um, my personal page, LinkedIn, I'm, I'm pretty um, active on LinkedIn. So Rachel Marks. And yeah, subscribe, follow, hit the like button, anything. Let's just get connected. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, guys, I'm going to make sure I put that in the description for you all. And maybe I can flash it across the screen. But that's been it for episode eight. Appreciate everybody that tuned in. If you liked it, you know, let us know what you thought about it in the comments. If you have some questions for either one of us, put it in the comments. I'll get them to her so she can answer them or vice versa or you name it. And, you know, if you know of a company that needs some security awareness training, you know who to go to now. So, Girl up. <laughs> and also, before I go, I don't know if you guys can pay attention, but she has the Breach Please shirts on. I believe those are on sale on your website because I went on there. Yes. Um, I, I, I plan to get one. Matter of fact, what I might do, what I might do is when I reach 1,500 subscribers, I might get some of those shirts and do a giveaway. Um, if somebody wants a breach, please search. So okay. that's what I think I might do. But uh, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. And like I always say, let's get textual. We out. Let's get it. Thank you for having me. Let me hit the stop recording thing.